Campfire, your source for all things strange, the unexplainable, the infamous, and the mysterious. Here are your hosts, Jordan and Ryan. Hi guys, how's it going? I'm Ryan. And I'm Jordan. Jordan, we're back for another another edition of our Urban Legends episodes. What what state are we doing today? Our little mini-sodes. Yeah. Um, well, we had the most listeners, you said, when was it, a week and a half ago in Illinois? Yeah, so we're now we're up to mm. Illinois. Thank you guys for, for listening. We appreciate it. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Getting a big turnout there. And i got to be honest, it was hard to find something for our little little half, half episodes for Illinois because there's so much cool, like just creepy stuff around there. Um, found a couple things that are for sure going to turn into full-length episodes like the Murfreesboro Mudman. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah, there's 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 a lot of good stuff, a lot of hard things to narrow down. But what we ended up choosing in choo, what, eh, what we ended up choosing in the end is the Congress Plaza Hotel. So this is one that you looked up on your own. This isn't one that was put in by submission. No, this was just one that I had found. Um, and you know, it popped up on almost every top haunted list are out there. Um, definitely oh, really? for Chicago, but a lot of times it popped up uh, nationally for top haunted places in America as well. Well, I only read up a little bit on it, but I but now I'm seeing that it's the the uh, source for that Stephen King novel, which is really cool. Yeah, well, uh, 1408. Room 1408. Yeah. Did you ever see it? Mm-mm. It's it was pretty good. It's pretty good. John Cusack and Samuel L. Jackson. I think the only Stephen King that's probably not true. The only one I can think of offhand that I've actually seen. Um, is The Shining. Oh, really? Yeah. You know they're making the Pet Cemetery now. I did hear about that, yeah. That's works. Looks creepy. <laughs> um, Let's start off with um, yeah. just a little bit of historical background with the Congress Plaza Hotel. Um, so the Congress Plaza Hotel is located on South Michigan Avenue across from Grant Park in Chicago at 520 South Michigan Avenue. Its 11-story edifice was originally designed by architect Clinton J. Warren as an annex to the Auditorium Theater across the street. The two buildings were linked by a marble-lined underground passage called Peacock Alley. That's pretty dope, having a nice little underground alleyway through the from the theater to the hotel, which I guess that yeah. makes sense because if you have like big concerts or something come to town, you can you can have the acts go back and forth without causing a lot of drama. Well, and well, that too. But in well, so Chicago was big in the um, the Prohibition days, right? Like it was like oh, it's, a hot, it's big mob, mobster town for sure. Yeah, which I think well, which I think in, in at that time went hand in hand with that because mob was big into it, mm-hmm. Al Capone and the like. Um, but I think that that was kind of a hot spot for it, and that made sense if they had like secret tunnels and mm-hmm. more speakeasy kind of things going on back then. Yeah. I mean, really I think cool. I think this one was more practical. Yeah, but either way, it's cool, especially since it's marble lined. Mm-hmm. Like that's what's up. Legit. So after opening business in 1893 for the World's Columbian Exposition, which I believe is was the World's Fair before it was called the World's Fair. That's what it sounds like. Uh, the ho- hotel underwent two major expansions and renovations, first in 1902 and then again in 1907, which brought the total complex up to 1 million square feet. Dang. Yeah, it's, it's a big place. Big hotel. The design and construction of these two additions were overseen by the firm Hollibird and Roach. Probably going to cut that out because I'm pretty sure his name's not Roach. 
Okay. R O C H E. How would you Roche, say that? maybe? Roche. 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 <laughs> yeah. It was made by some people. Roche? Yeah. <laughs> the hotel anyway. now features 871 guest rooms and suites. So that's just kind of a little bit of an overlook. Oh, mm, I cannot talk tonight. That is just a little bit of an overview of kind of the construction of the hotel. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's architectural history, just a super brief overview. They've had a lot of presidents actually stay at this hotel. Yeah. It was super popular. They had uh, such presidents as Grover Cleveland, William McKinley, Teddy Roosevelt, William Howard Taft, Woodrow Wilson, Warren Harding, Calvin Coolidge, and Franklin Roosevelt. Dang. Yeah, a lot of big a names. Few. Um, What's well, supposed to be a pretty swanky place. Yeah, and it was so loved by the White House that I believe the White House donated one of uh, one of the chairs from the White House that was favored by I believe four or five different presidents. It was like their favorite chair. Yeah, and I think you can still see it in the in the lobby of the hotel today. Oh, really? Yeah. That's just the the surface, Jordan. Why don't you you break us into the darker side of the Congress Plaza Hotel? Okay. So I guess there's four uh, really famous ghost stories that have um, have been found in relation to it. And uh, the first one being Al Capone. Um, for decades, the ghost of Al Capone was reported in the hotel's bar and lobby. The hotel was known, was a known hangout for, for the n- notorious gangster who held his business meetings there, quote-unquote. So his, uh, his unsavory dealings, I'm assuming. Um, several of Capone's business associates and friends, also known as the most dangerous criminals in the city's history, lived in the hotel throughout the 1920s and 30s. It's reported that the depth, that the quarters beneath the hotel were used for smuggling, among other dark deeds. Which makes sense, because we know they actually do have, you know, that underground tunnel that we yeah. talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I read a little bit further on the Al Capone, because Al Capone is such, like, even though he wasn't that long ago, um, there's a lot of lore mm-hmm. that's around Al Capone and what he did and didn't do. And there's no record of Al Capone actually staying there via his name in the guest books. Yeah. But that's not saying he didn't have a henchman no. just sign his name every time and he stayed in the suite. Well, so. he had the money to do whatever he wanted, I'm assuming. Exactly. He could have so. just slipped some money to the front desk and John doed it up. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. I'm sure. Because people wanted their alcohol, too, so they weren't going to try to f- fight him. Well, and I was curious, too, of, like, people who are seeing these sightings, what are they, how, how do they know it's Al Capone and mm-hmm. not just kind of a hefty guy in a nice jacket? Yeah, and there were plenty of gangsters. Mm-hmm. You know? But it's reported that he's always seen wearing two-toned wingtip shoes. So, classy Al Capone style. you got to get pretty close to a ghost to notice how, how like, that specific a shoe. Yeah. It's cool, though. But, I mean, if you're balling with that nice of a shoe, you're going to see that across the room. He's keeping it classy in the afterlife. He's something. <laughs> <laughs> so, number two on our list, and by the way, this all is coming to us from uh, Patch.com. Um, Got to make sure we cite them sources, son. Oh, yeah. So, this one is Peg Leg Johnny. Named after his peg leg, the ghost's true identity remains a mystery. Sightings of him have been reported in many rooms throughout the Congress Hotel, including the lobby, dining room, and on many floors. It's believed that Pegleg Johnny was a homeless man who lived and was murdered in the alley behind the hotel before it was built. His ghost is the most reported apparition in the hotel, and he's known for turning on and off lights and appliances. 
Well, so he's just a dick. I was going to say, if that's the worst <laughs> thing he's doing, he's just kind of annoying. Yeah. He just shows up to kind of scare you and turn your lights on and off. Or maybe he's maybe he's nice. Maybe it's like, oh, you, you left the coffee pot on. I'm going to turn that off for you. Yeah, he's just trying to save electricity you know, for the hotel. Maybe, maybe he's just being a friend. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'm too harsh on, on peg leg Johnny. No, I'd be, I'd be more scared of Al Capone for sure. I don't um, know. No, I'd be more afraid of peg leg Johnny. Why? Well, imagine like seeing like an apparition with a peg leg coming down a ho- uh, hotel hallway. That's true. I'd be kind of scared of a, yeah. Yeah. Whatever ghost is coming down a hallway at me, I'm, gonna, I'm not I'm not cool with that. But if he's, he, I mean, he's pirating, he, he's going to be pirating the net. I mean, before we go anymore, I know we're talking about haunted hotel, but we're just kind of going over the sightings of the hotel. We don't want to put the label of ghost on anything. We're going to save that talk for a little further down the line because I think we both have our own views of what a quote-unquote ghost is. True. So, just so that things aren't misconstrued. So whatever these hauntings are specifically. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got Peg Leg Johnny out the way. Talked a little about... Blah, talked a little bit about... Oh, big boy Al Capone, Al Capone. hanging around. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like if he's anywhere, I feel like Alcatraz is more likely. But Alcatraz. You know, maybe maybe Alcatraz is where he's at, and then he comes to the hotel for the weekends. Is that is that where he? Yeah, that's where he got sent. Oh, you didn't know that? No. Oh yeah. Surprised. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we did Pegleg. So we got the mother and sons. That's pretty much just what they labeled it as. Um, so for decades, the ghost of a six-year-old boy has been reportedly running around in the hotel. It's believed that during World War I, a young mother came to stay in the hotel with her two sons. She was supposed to wait for her husband to arrive so they could all start a new life in Chicago. But as the story goes, her husband never arrived and the distraught mother threw herself and her sons out of a hotel window to their deaths. It's reported that one of the bodies didn't make it to the city morgue, though. That of a little boy, of the little spirit boy who has spent decades chasing guests. No sightings of the mother have been reported. Hmm. So. It seems a little extreme. Yeah. What, her her killing herself and her kids? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, if I got stood up, I don't know if I'd just go, I mean, it brings new meaning to toss the baby out with the bath water. Yeah. (laughs) No. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's really be- creepy. And I believe this one, um, the the boy that they talk about at the twelfth floor, is mm-hmm. where he's seen the most, and one of the near one of the the tower edifices. Maybe uh, that's where the 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 floor they were staying on. Maybe or? I mean twelve stories up. I don't think many people's gonna make it. No. Yeah. No, that's... I don't think anybody's gonna make it. That's one hundred and twenty feet. New. No. I mean, things of like that have happened though. It's True. weird. It's so weird how the human body is. Like, not to get too far off topic, but, like, you could, like, trip and fall and you'll break your arm, but people have fell out of, like, three, four-story windows and yeah. just had a couple bruises. They're fine. And they're walking I, away. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And then people that, like, the car accidents are a good you know, relation to that. I mean, some people tense up or, like, they're wearing seatbelts and, like, everything that they could be doing right. And then they get way more hurt than somebody that's maybe, you know, potentially not wearing a seatbelt. Didn't know the accident was going to happen. Like, mm-hmm. flash through the windshield. Yeah. 
Yeah. Ends up unscathed. It's crazy. It's crazy. We we might have to do like a miracles episode like that sometime. I'm down. Let's see the uh bring bring the lighter side of the creepy to the campfire. Yes, yeah. Bring a little oh. positivity to it. All right. So you get the last one, yeah. So now we're we're moving on to probably the big one of the hotel, which is room four forty one. Guests staying in this room make more calls to security and to the front desk than those staying in any other room in the hotel. People staying in room 441 report seeing the dark figure of a woman who kicks them awake. Guests also report seeing objects moving and hearing terrifying noises. The room inspired the Stephen King. The room inspired Stephen King to write his famous story, 1408, about a hotel room that is no- notorious for causing suicides. But in actuality, no suicides have happened in room 441. They haven't been reported. Yes. So room 441. This one is a big one. A lot of people will go, and I've seen a few BuzzFeed people who will rent the room and go go check it out. And, oh, really? Yeah, most people that go, I think there was even a famous uh, television chef that went there once. He like walked in, said he got a bad feeling about the room and just booked it right back out. Yeah. Didn't even stay the night. So, huh. Room 441 is 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 kind of like the big daddy of the hotel. That's where everything goes down. Well, what, a, what a jerk ghost to just kick you awake in the middle of the night. Well, yeah, I mean, if it's anything like they say or like, Anything in real close to the what the the movie was portraying, like it was way more than just one ghost, though. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was more not even so personified by one person. It was like, I can't remember what the like what the actual background of it was, but the stuff that would happen in the room, like it would lock it would lock its own door, and just turn the thermostat like like it would get to negative mm-hmm. negative temperatures in it, but you'd be. You, you could call the desk and they would like send somebody up and mm-hmm. one, by the time they got up there it'd be, it'd be regular temp- it's so it's so weird what happens in the movie but which, uh which granted that's coming from like whether you like his work or not you gotta admit he's probably one of the most imaginative people ever Stephen King? yeah oh yeah to have came up with as many things as he's came up with like mm-hmm. you you have to have the most insane in a good way imagination ever oh, yeah. um not to say that some things aren't inspired by things that he, he experienced, mm-hmm. but movies and movies, you know? Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if it's just one old lady that's kicking you awake still, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not down with that either. Which, this is one that I want to do, but I want to take some time before we do an episode on shadow people. Because mm-hmm. I want to do a, really dig in some research on, on them, because there's a there's a lot of weird things that go down with shadow people. Yeah. Is that, is that what we're trying to classify her as? Well, it calls her a dark figure stang- standing in the shadows. True. So, that kicks you awake. And it also calls her a woman, which, of, like, shadow people, you can kind of throw the old hag in there, which has been seen, which mm-hmm. we talked about a little bit in our first episode. Yeah. With um, sleep paralysis and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, they all kind of, all, all of those those things kind of bleed together a little bit. But it's it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, I wouldn't go stay. I wouldn't go stay in that room specifically. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't give it a shot. No. Would you no, go on like any sir. ghost hunt ever, like any form of ghost hunt? No. I wouldn't either. But why wouldn't you? Let's go scare the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, I, like I said, I haven't really had a personal experience, but the thought of having one is, uh, you know, you never, you would never know how to react. I, I feel like and depending on what it, what the interaction ends up being, I'm just like, no. 
For me, the you reason I, I don't want to be a part of one is I don't want to bring anything back. Well, for sure. Because you hear about that all the time. People go and, especially with things like Ouija boards and they people messing around with stuff they probably shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. They go, they think they're just going to go to a haunted hotel room or a haunted house or something like that. Next thing you know, they go home. A week later, stuff starts happening at their house. Yeah. And I'm like, eh. You know, I like the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland with the traveling ghosts and all, but I don't want a real one traveling to my house. Yeah, no. So. No, it's fun. It's fun that they make it fun. Yeah, I, I'm definitely scared of lots of ghosts. I'm not, I could, I could never be a buster. Mm-hmm. Never be a ghost buster. There's one more little interesting tidbit with the hotel. I don't have a ton of information on it, but I still thought it was interesting enough to mention and there's two rooms in the hotel that are actually walled and sealed up, or boarded up at the very least. Huh. Um, room 666, of course, and room 209. Now, I couldn't find a ton on room 60, 666, but apparently that one was almost like was just as bad, if not worse, than room 441. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was boarded up, and I believe you can still see that room today. It's just you can't en- enter it. Um, and then room 209 completely sealed up. You, I, th- I think they've even, they've made it to where you, you didn't even know a door was there. They've completely sealed over it, put wallpaper and everything. So you can't tell it was there. Huh? Yeah. So I want to know what went down in those rooms. Yeah. It could be something as simple as like too unsafe for renovation or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I feel like if that was the case then that whole section of the building would be dangerous. So I feel like there's yeah. gotta be something more to that a real sordid past mm-hmm. this hotel well chicago is like a treasure trove for this kind of stuff you also have like hh Holmes that was there mm-hmm. just lots of crazy stuff nowadays they're talking about modern day mothman sightings there hmm. yeah and then you go out there's a i believe uh farm town monster and different things like that there, there's so much there's crop circles chicago's got a lot going on illinois in general yeah yeah which all of those kind of like Midwestern to borderline Southern states, the Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, Virginia area, like all of that for some reason is just a hot spot for for that kind of stuff. Paranormal activity. Oh, yeah. Of sorts. Especially monsters. You hear a lot of monster stories from those areas. Yeah. That's really cool, though. I still really want to go to Chicago, and I would definitely go by and actually check out the hotel, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to stay there. Probably no, sh- not even just stay there. Want to go see that fancy chair that they brought from the White House? <laughs> so overall, do you think there's 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 stuff going down at the Congress Hotel, Congress Plaza Hotel? Excuse me. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Especially <clears throat> if it's been going on for that long, and then there was like a bo- a book kind of devoted to happenings there, and even if it was a Stephen King novel, and he is very imaginative, but you know based on apparent actual happenings that'd be mm-hmm. that's that's real enough for me to not want to chance it well i think it's uh i think there's stuff going down i think it's kind of a 50 50 batch mm-hmm. i think some of the stories we read might be a thing and some of them might not i'm not yeah. so sure about the there might be a boy running around on the 12th floor but i'm not so sure about the backstory of it because it was pretty vague backstory it was really vague. um I mean, Al Capone, that was, of course, a specific one, but, I mean, I feel like Chicago, there's, like, ten hotels that claim Al Capone lived there, you know? Yeah. Um, 
I know, almost like a like a like a claim to popularity or something like that. Yeah, and then and then I kind of like the the peg leg Johnny. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that story just because it sounds like one of those one of those ghost stories that people have um, that have worked at a place. Like you don't hear it so much from the customers that come through, but you hear it from like the cooks and yeah. the the bellhops and things like that. And I kind of I tend to believe those stories because you have some 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 employee that's worked there for 30 years and they're just like oh yeah weird stuff happens we we know what happens and it's it's this entity yeah the people that are there every day and i'm like if you've witnessed it that much to the point where it's normal i gotta think there's something behind that other than just some old wiring oh yeah yeah so random projections or something yeah yeah why would they do that anyways i don't know um full disclosure on the hotel though just so that Everyone has all the information. Um, the hotel does host a haunted ballroom night. Oh, yeah. Uh, on Halloween. Uh, which, I mean, I can't blame them. I mean, even if they didn't have these ghost stories, they'd probably still host it just because why not capitalize on Halloween and mm-hmm. have a place where people can have a good time. But um, just so that's out there so everyone knows that, Obviously, like the hotel does make a little bit off in the stories, but oh yeah, of course I th- I think they would do it whether they had ghost stories going or not. I would definitely go check out that party for sure. Yeah, I don't. I've not been time. to like a big, huge, full scale Halloween party. I feel like it would just be weird. I don't know. I feel like you'd have a lot of people dressed in things they shouldn't be dressed in. Oh yeah, and then you'd have a lot of people that like went way too far, and I'm like, you look like an actual zombie and you need to stay away from me before i punch you in the face well, especially modern day people get way into it oh yeah people spend a lot of money on those uh, just the mm-hmm. mask alone when you got people that do the fx for like a like you know profession now and they mm-hmm. they show up to those things and they are gored out to the max that's true you're like oh my god that's mm-hmm. something that i only saw in my nightmares <laughs> now it's in front of me but so that's this the Congress Congress Plaza Hotel Congress Plaza Hotel in Chicago. That's cool. Yeah. So there you go, Illinois. Thanks for listening. Here's your Urban Legends episode. <laughs> Don't worry, we are definitely going to talk about some more stuff going on in your state, though, because there's a treasure trove of oh, yeah. things in Illinois. We'll circle back. Heck yeah. So Jordan, um, what's what's a little bit of our housekeeping stuff? Mm-hmm. Um. We got new episode next week. Mm-hmm. You're leading that one, right? Yes. And I think I am going to do it on the lake and Jacuni. Sweet. I'm looking into that more, and it looks really cool. About a disappearance of a of an Inuit tribe from um, from a little village that they had outside of a lake for apparently no reason. For for, for what is perceived as no reason. The like, the village was there for no reason, or it disappeared the, for no the, reason? The people disappearing from okay. it for no reason. Okay. They don't know where they went or why they left, but it looked like they left in a hurry hmm. and that they didn't really take much with them. So Okay, okay. Wondering what drove them off, essentially. Right. Interesting. So it's going to be cool to delve into. Cool. Well, um, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I hope you guys are looking forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if you are, tell us. You can contact us at creepycampfirepodcast at gmail.com. You know, tell us tell us how you're enjoying the episodes. Reach out just to say hi. If you have any stories of your, stories of your own, we would love to hear them. 
doesn't matter what they are. If it's weird, tell us about them. If the men in black came knocking on your door, if you saw the Mothman, if Bigfoot was hanging out with your dog in your backyard. Send us a story. Anything. We just want to hear it. We appreciate the feedback. We appreciate all of our listeners. So, r- quick side note. Am I wrong, or did it did it say that Lake Anjakuni was in his Canada? Canada. So we're branching out. We are. We're branching out. Which shout out to Canada. We're yeah. actually we're we're getting a little bit more love from them, a little bit more love from them than when we first started out, and we're we're enjoying it with our we're working our, our neighbors. Our way up, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So dipping our toes into the foreign waters. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to more listeners from there. It's more people responding to us. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to reach out to us on any other medias, Jordan is currently in the works of uh, restarting a, a new Facebook group. Yeah, we are re- reworking the Facebook page. Because it was previously called uh, Creepy Campfire Stories. Stories. Yeah, I need, yes. to, need to switch up the podcast. And just to alleviate any confusion, we're going to put a new page up there. That way everyone can get on there, connect, reach out. Yeah, we got rid of the old one. So. And it's going to be just called Creepy Campfire Podcast. Yes. That way there's no confusion. Might possibly have an Instagram up. Mm-hmm. But for now, best way to reach us, definitely hit us through the email. Don't forget to to like, rate, subscribe, all that good stuff. And tell tell your friends. If you have somebody that's also into this kind of stuff and they're like, oh, I don't really know what I'm, like, I'm kind of out of stuff, don't know what to listen to. Yeah. Um, if they're just bored at work, let, let them know about the podcast. Hopefully we can, we can make somebody's work day just a little bit better. Give us a little shout. Yeah. So I think that's it. So I guess until next time, everybody, stay Stay toasty. toasty.